0: such a full circle moment. I feel like right now, because I just introduced you to lady and I hear your voice still to this day because, well, I'll get deeper into it, but basically the only thing that lady calms down for, if she's having a very tough time, which is very rare is through the affirmations. And it's so, I I can't wait to teach everyone about what the affirmations were and what we did. But what was so wild was after I delivered, when I got in the car, our first car ride home, I was so panicked, her being in the car seat. I was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh she was uncomfortable. I'm like, did we do this right? And she just started screaming and wailing and she wasn't wailing like that at the hospital. So I was really nervous. And I was like, oh my God, we don't have a sound machine on us. We don't have anything. What do I do? And I thought, I know what I need right now. I need to hear affirmations. Maybe that will help her. And we played those affirmations on repeat for 30 minutes And the second the like noise started and the sound started, she calmed down and relaxed. And she just stared at me watching me while it was playing. So it's our lifesaver. And so I will get into how this affirmation came about, but I just want to say I am so happy and so (laughs) thankful that Alicia Tamburi is joining us today. Alicia, I have spoken about you more times than you can possibly imagine on the podcast already in other interviews with uh, Dr. Elliot Berlin, other moms who practice hypnobirthing. Um, and so for people to actually hear your story and more about hypnobirthing today is just, it's so special. So thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> thank you for
1: inviting me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh. So I have to tell everyone just a quick backstory in case, you know, they haven't heard all the episodes where I've talked about how I met you. But basically, um, my, my doctor, who unfortunately passed Dr. Jay Goldberg, was incredible. And I had gone to his office and the first time I had met him, my husband Sturgis saw a book on his wall that said hypnobirthing. And we're very much into hypnosis and transcendental meditation and anything that we could possibly get our hands on. He said, I think this might be for you. Let's let's Google. So we started Googling what hypnobirthing was. We ordered the book and I started looking for a hypnobirthing teacher here in Los Angeles. And I wanted to get the best of the best. And your name came up in articles, in magazines. And I... Searched long and hard trying to get your information. I finally got a hold of you. I left a voice message. I was like, oh my God, I hope this is her. Like, I need to start working and, and learning my hypnobirthing immediately. And lucky enough for me, it was you. And I took your incredible course. And it was just truly life-changing. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart because I I I use it still the practice of the hypnobirthing in my every single day life with baby and without baby. Just in general, if I'm having a manic episode or feeling, you know, icky, I'll listen to an affirmation or I'll listen to something calming or think about my breathing techniques. So that being said, how, Alicia, did you get involved and become this guru of hypnobirthing? Well,
1: um, I had been a hypnotherapist for a very long time, and I went to a workshop or a seminar on birthing. And it was everything I believed in, everything I felt in my heart and soul and mind and body. And it was such a, um an amazing experience, and that I went up to the instructor or the seminar leader. And I asked who her instructor was, her hypnotherapy instructor, who was my mentor. Wow. So it was my mentor, it was hers as well. And um, I said, I want to learn this because it's everything I believe in. And I work with women privately, um, not with the partners Mm -hmm. uh, that are scared or nervous or stressed or overwhelmed. And so I did the training. I was one of the first... Um, hypnobirthing practitioners in Southern California so I've been teaching for many many years so I did the training and it was everything I believed in and I had drug-free pain-free births so I knew it was possible I just kind of fell into it by going to this lecture seminar on birthing Mm. and back then no one no doctors or midwives nobody really knew what
0: hypnobirthing was because it hadn't come out quite yet right and i think that's what's so fabulous is like it was it was this like private thing that was so quiet and only talked about really in europe and you are one of the ones that brought it here
1: so i would do free workshops at babies are us over the weekends and um, meet with doctors and midwives and have all these wonderful meetings to introduce hypnobirthing so i was doing a lot a lot of um demos Mm -hmm. and workshops to introduce what hypnobirthing is Mm -hmm. and um, so I felt like I was one of the pioneers in getting hypnobirthing out into the world because I was so passionate about women being able to have such a positive experience and for the partners to have a positive experience and for the babies and the children to be a lot calmer Mm -hmm. so it just resonated with me completely I just thought wow this is an amazing program and course and I was very very excited and I couldn't wait to teach it and Mm. it was interesting because there was one man in the group Mm. and um, so when the course was over our training was over um, he had contacted me and I thought we were supposed to teach together Mm. uh, a man and a woman as a couple, oh wow, because our instructor taught with her husband, oh, so I God. asked his name was Matt. I asked him if he wanted to teach together, and uh, <laughs> it was so funny because he never planned to teach. He just wanted to take the course because he was a very good hypnotherapist and was into a lot of interesting things. So we got together, and for a year, we taught together. Wow, so. He would teach certain parts. I would teach certain parts. So the very first course we ever did was at my home with um, it was a couple that he was friendly with that were pregnant. And so um, we, we worked with them together. And then I think we attended their birth together as well. So, so we started <sighs> teaching. And then I started teaching at a place called A Mother's Haven, that's still there and it's still open. I believe it's in Tarzana or Encino, it's called the Mother's Haven. And so um, Matt taught with me and we actually started at my home. Oh my and gosh. then I expanded out into Silver Lake and Beverly Hills and LA and Sherman Oaks, all these different locations. So Oh my gosh. And how many people
0: have you taught, would you say, uh, like estimate, like how many do you think, how many partners have you or, or moms? <laughs> I'm sure it's too many wow. to count at this point. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. Wow. I mean, it's so, it's such a magical experience. Now, can you give a very like pretty basic idea of what hypnobirthing is? for those who have no idea what we're talking about right now? I like to
1: call it the method to ease fear and pain in labor. When we're fearful, we're stressed or scared, our muscles constrict and we tighten up. And now this little baby in utero is trying to move down, but the muscles are tight. Mm -hmm. So the whole goal is relaxation, because when we're fearful, we get tense. When we're tense... The muscles constrict, and now the baby's trying to move down against tight muscles. Oxygen is limited to the baby; blood flow is limited. Everything gets tightened. So the goal is just to relax, relaxation. So we use different breathing techniques, hypnosis, light touch massage, just a lot of different uh, techniques. And the parents get different birthing tracks to listen to. And to me, what's so much fun is in the second class, the partners learn how to put the moms
0: into hypnosis. And that's so much fun. I think that was Sturgis' favorite part was hypnotizing me and going, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> now you're relaxed. Now you're calm. <laughs> it's really cute how the the
1: partners really get into it. Um the dads or the, if it's two moms, the moms. So um, it's designed where it can be two moms, a single mom and two dads. I actually was very excited. Um, Recently I had two dads and they had um, a hypnobirthing mom who had um, given birth. trying to remember if it's, I think three times. She had her own children and then she became a surrogate for two dads. Oh, how lovely. So, so I got to work with the two dads and, and this mom. Oh, and wow. And so they had, I know, I thought that was so lovely that, um, and she, the deal was she wouldn't accept any payment for being a surrogate. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my she gosh. T- she
1: wanted to help these parents to be.
0: Oh my gosh, bless that woman. She's an earth angel. That's incredible. Yes. And this is also something that you could do if you were, you know, on your own as well. I mean, it's not just for, you know, partners. And like you said, and I'm really happy that you're sharing that because I think a lot of people, you know, would hear hypnobirthing and hear, especially me talking about it, I always say, oh yeah, my husband was able to, you know, hypnotize me and do the certain things. This is something that you can do on your own, and I say this because two of the the women that were in our class they had partners, um, but they took the course more or less on their own in in our group um, because they were, were were busy and couldn't do it. so there were certain hypnosis and certain touch mechanisms that you would teach them to do on themselves in case the husband was not there or in case the partner wasn't there or a mother or a father or someone. Um, and so I think that that's what's so nice. It's about finding the calmness within yourself. And um, the affirmations that I always talk about is it's probably, I don't know, 12 minutes, the affirmation uh, sounds right. I think that's what it was. And it helped me so much through my entire First trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and it has continued four months, five months, six months postpartum. Um, it, it has helped me so much because it's my internal dialogue and it was internally calming me down, especially living with the bipolar disorder, getting off my medication and not being back on my medication since breastfeeding too. I, I wanted to wait till I finished breastfeeding. I've had to find other coping mechanisms, and up other tools and outlets to help me balance my brain, balance the chemicals. And it is absolutely mind-boggling to me that a hypnobirthing affirmation, talking about breathing the baby down, one with the baby, the baby knows what to do, you know, you release control. All of these little things are helping me now in my life and continuing on, I cannot push it enough. And when I meet other hypnobirthing moms and we talk about affirmations, it's like, oh my gosh, you know what I'm talking about? You listen to the recordings too, you still do. It's like this kind of, um, you know, this like sorority almost. It's this this sisterhood to all the like hypnobirthing moms who have been through it together. Um, I, I just think it's so miraculous. And now when you had your own births, did you do hypnobirthing or was this something that you learned after you had given birth to your own children?
1: Well, there was no hypnobirthing back then. So, um, one of my daughters on her next birthday, I can't believe this is actually going to be 50. Oh my gosh. No um, way. (laughs) So all they had back then was Lamaze. So I did a Lamaze class, but, um, I know you and Sturgis, you and your husband are meditators. And um, I was also initiated into transcendental meditation as well. Um, After that daughter, my first daughter was born, some friends watched her so that we could go and be initiated into transcendental meditation. And um, what was so exciting about that, my daughter, she was a baby and uh, she spoke very young and she would say, mommy, meditate. And oh, she would sit on my lap stop. and, and for 20 minutes, morning in the morning and the evening and meditate. Wow. And she was the only child that was allowed into the meditation hall because she didn't make a sound. <laughs> so, um, so coming back to your original question, I used more meditation um, because there was no hypnobirthing right. back then. So hypnobirthing has been around for over 25 years now, but it was not available way back when I had my children. They were born in, I'm guessing now, 73 and 75. Wow. So there was no hypnobirthing back then. Um, so the fact that I could have such beautiful births. Right. And the second birth was less than two and a half hours, And um, I read a book called Childbirth Without Fear by Dr. Grantley Dick Reed. And that's the book that the hypnobirthing course is based on. Mm
2: -hmm. So I thought,
1: isn't that interesting that I would end up reading a book that was so helpful to me that hypnobirthing is based on? Wow. So that's what I used. I used hypnosis, my own hypnosis, my own meditation, and I had such a beautiful, the first birth was so amazing, and I was told I couldn't have children, I couldn't get pregnant, so I was ecstatic, and the birth went so beautifully that for a year after the birth, I would relive the whole experience because it was so amazing.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so wild. And then with
1: this, the next one,
0: I was disappointed
1: that it was over so fast.
0: Yeah, because you were ready it was for less more. less than
1: two and a half hours. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, that's it? You're so, like, well, do I have another one just so
0: I can try it again? <laughs> so I now have grandkids. And that's what I was going to ask. So now, since you have grandchildren, were your daughters, did they have hypnobirths for their children or were they not aware of it yet at that time?
1: Yes, yes. I was with I was their doulas, and um, yeah, my older daughter always says she couldn't have made it through um, without me, but of course she could have. Yeah. And I almost didn't get um, another doula for my uh, my next daughter. Um, she's a federal agent, and I'm very very proud of wow. her and a type A personality. So originally. She was going to rush off to the hospital as soon as labor started. But after she and her husband took the hypnobirthing course, everything changed. Mm. And she had a beautiful birth, an amazing birth. And I was so proud of her. And I did bring on the the other doula for me, not mm. for my daughter, but <laughs> for me. So I had a doula for me. Your own emotional support. <laughs> and what was so good about it, um, this daughter didn't want any photos or didn't want it filmed. And my son-in-law said to Melena, the other doula, to film the birth.
2: Mm. So
1: she filmed the birth, which my daughter did not want any photos or any filming. And then the next day, when I talked to her, she said, Mom, did Melena film the birth? And I said, yes. And I thought, oh, no. And she said, oh, I can't wait to see it.
2: Oh. And then
1: when her godmother came out, she showed it to her godmother because she was so proud of herself.
0: Wow. Wow. And did she have um, a midwife or did she have a proper doctor? Because I know that there's so many women that have midwives and doulas that are, I, I guess what I'm what I mean is. You know, when you hear hypnobirthing, the first reaction that I would get from a lot of people is, oh, are you, you know, are you not having it in hospital? Are you having a water birth? Are you having it at home? You know, do you just have a midwife? Do you just have a doula? And for me, it was, I had, you know, the the Cedar sinai Hospital and I also had my hypnobirthing. You know, I think I did the best of both worlds. But what about your your daughter? Did she decide to have it at home at, like with her midwife and not go the traditional route as well? Or did she do both? She was pretty much leaving it
1: up to me because mm. she
0: knew this was my field of expertise. right?
1: And um, so while I was in the process of looking for different midwives and talking to different midwives, they were all so wonderful about wanting to support her. Mm. Come to find out that she was doing having a midwife because of me Mm. so i said what do you really want and she said what whatever you think so long story short i got her a wonderful hypnobirthing doctor Mm -hmm. and i love cedar sinai they're very hypnobirthing friendly very and she loved the doctor and he was wonderful and um so she had a great birth and she was also very happy with the her, her prenatal visits because he would see her on a Saturday, because she has a government car, mm. um, so she couldn't really travel much during the work week. So he would open up the office on Saturday, so she got to be with the celebrities. She was with one of the Kardashians. Oh my gosh! The waiting room and and seeing different other um, celebs that would come in either through the back door. Oh, or that on is the weekend. so funny! Oh my god, that's it fabulous. Was so she had a, an amazing birth and I was so proud of her. And, um, little Kingston is now 10.
0: Oh my God. So wow,
1: the grandkids are, are getting older. Yeah. And yes, I was with my daughters and it was such a rewarding, beautiful, beautiful experience. Oh,
0: I can only imagine. That. Is it so fun for you? And also it must be kind of sad too, that you i mean i feel such a connection to you and you have helped me so much because because of you and and dr berlin you helped so much prepare me for my birth after the passing of dr goldberg uh, especially of of helping me find you know a doctor who could help deliver you know within 2 weeks you know and and all these wonderful things and you and dr dr berlin i just trusted so much to to really have my back. And I can't thank you enough for that because I felt so protected and I felt so secure and I felt so sure of what I wanted my birth to be and, and allowing to let go at the same time, no matter what happened. But it must be so beautiful for you because- you have these groups that you do these sessions with and it's, you know, six week course six week courses, right? Was it six week or eight weeks? I forgot if we did every six. It's five, five weeks. Oh, five. The course is five weeks. So you do these courses and you meet these new couples or singles or whomever it may be. You must feel so connected to them, which is so lovely because you're part of this process with them. And it's like this whole story but it must be sad if you don't keep in touch with them afterwards. Cause you're like, wait, but what
1: happened? <laughs> it's very exciting to be able to watch the families grow. Yeah. And the next baby, they come back and they'll take the course again or they'll do a private class this evening. I'm getting to see my friend Malena um, who had a hypnobirthing tw- twins last December. So I love seeing the twins. So, She birthed vaginally, and um, they're beautiful little children, a little boy, a little girl, and they'll be a year in December. Wow. So we also did a a fertility session. I'm also a hypnofertility hypnotherapist as well. Wow. What what does that mean with the fertility? How do you do that? So any of the parents that are challenged um, with getting pregnant, I work with fertility. Wow. uh, I didn't know that. That's great. Yes. And it's really exciting. And I would say 95% of all the parents that I've worked with have children now. Mm. So I'm ecstatic and very happy. I love working with fertility because then they get pregnant. Then they're in the hypnobirthing course. Um, They usually do a private as well and then quite often i met the birth mm. so in my current class um, there's a lovely woman and her partner so we worked together on some different things and then she decided it was time to get to find her life partner yeah and so we worked on that and um, she's she's now engaged to be married oh my gosh and, alicia the matchmaker yeah, it was it was Again, so phenomenal and so exciting. That is one of my other favorite things to do is to find a partner um, for someone, for a man or a woman. And so she, I got an email saying, do you want to come to the wedding? And, and then next was I'm pregnant. And now they're in the hypnobirthing course.
0: Oh, my gosh. So how lovely. Oh, my gosh. It goes wow. full,
1: full circle. And there's also, in this current course, um, there's a single mom who's pregnant with twins. So, and she's in, I believe, in Georgia. Uh So I have people that are on the East Coast, um, people in LA, people all all over the US, which is really
0: kind of exciting. That's so special. I don't think that people can even, I mean, I know that there are some people that understand, but truly... It is very hard to wrap your head around the power that the mind really truly does have. I mean because we're looking at what you're what you're doing is teaching people how to, you know, use their mind, use their emotions, use their 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 mental health and their mental capacity to be able to find love, help with fertility, help with their birthing process, help with the raising of the children process. <laughs> you know, help with their own their own being and and curing, you know, illnesses and diseases. I mean, I mean it's just it's unbelievable the power that the mind can really have over your entire body. And I just I feel like I preach that all the time, but I want to keep preaching that because I I wanted to share, you know, a little bit about the about my birth story and the most important thing that you always would say is, you know, you can be as prepared as you possibly can and you can have all the tools but you also have to let go and and go with the flow because you never know what is going to happen. And that is, you know, what happened w- with me is I I had a I think 17 18 hour labor which was, you know, I guess I guess for you that would be very long because you have short labors, but <laughs> for the for the Not other, my first. Not your first. Your first was long. So if we compare to the second that was long. Um, but you know, I I really truly was so prepared and so thankful for you for that because every moment I knew what was going on there was not anything that was surprising to me I was like oh I'm gonna feel this okay this happened okay you know what my my body is hurting and the contractions are starting I'm gonna have Sturgis do a light touch massage of the number eight and that is when he literally made his hands into the number eight in my lower back And it cancels out the pain and you don't, it it distracts, right? Is that what it does? It sort of distracts the nerves? Yeah,
1: exactly. It releases the endorphins, Mm -hmm. relaxes the body. So the whole goal in birthing, hypnobirthing, is just relaxation. And there's not a whole lot to do. It's like getting out of here, getting out of the mind Mm -hmm. and letting the body and the baby do everything. Exactly. So less is more,
0: yeah. less is more. Less is more. And it's so, I mean, it, it was painful at the time when I was going through it, but I I videotaped um, some of the contractions because I wanted to see what it was like. So I, I put my camera on, on my phone and I let it play in the living room. And it was when I was probably two hours before I went to the hospital. So I was quite far along at this point. And just to see the progression of three different contractions of how painful I kept getting and how how the surges, sorry, the surges, see my mind's not even thinking, surges were getting more and more like, you know, my whole body was getting into it. And the thing that I learned the most about my birth story was I have heard so many stories of women saying you know, it's so instinctual. You're going to almost get animalistic. You're going to make noises that you didn't know you're ever going to make. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I'm sure, you know, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure how far I would get, you know, in in that wild, you know, aspect. And I am telling you the like groans that I was making, because I never screamed. I never wanted it to be an angry birth because I never wanted my baby to feel like I was angry during during my uh, birthing process because my mom she didn't make a sound she just was breathing through her pregnancy and through her birth um, and I always remembered that like how wonderful that was how I came out in a calm environment not in an angry upsetting environment you know um, because who no matter if you're a baby or an adult wants to get screamed like you know F you, why you did this to me, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No one wants to hear that when they're coming out. So I I made sure of it, but I truly had these animal instincts of my whole body would just fully get into these surges and I'd be like, and make these weird noises. And I'm telling you, my neighbors must've thought I was insane for what was going on because we had the windows and doors open because it was June 20th it was real hot that day um and it was a full body experience what happened was i i went to the the hospital and my pain was so excruciating the entire time and i couldn't understand why i my mind couldn't get over it do you know what i mean like i couldn't understand i was like I've practiced this. I shouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling. And I was feeling only in my back. I wasn't feeling stomach cramps. I wasn't feeling like kind of that period feeling or, or those kinds of surges. I was just in pain in my back and paralyzing pain. And it got to the point where the, I couldn't get comfortable on my birth ball. I couldn't get comfortable on the bed. I couldn't get comfortable standing up. The only time I was comfortable was in the shower when the water was running on my back, which was lovely for the time. But when I got to the hospital, they didn't allow me to take a shower because I had been so far along at this point. And I was not panicking, but I was secretly inside going, oh no, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel like this is the normal I guess, what is normal when it comes to your birth, but, but it didn't feel normal in the sense where it didn't feel like, oh, I'm having cramps in my stomach. She's trying to get her way out of me. It, it didn't feel like that. It felt like my back. And I was spasming and I would go paralyzed. And my husband um, and my mom looked at me and they said, you are going to faint and they are going to have to do an emergency C-section. We need to get your energy up. You have been exhausting your body for now, you know, x amount of hours we need to either get an epidural or have a conversation with the doctor and go figure after finding you know the doctor of choice at the end right after going through all my stuff he was not available he was uh out of town that day so he was not my delivering doctor <laughs> um yeah i go figure but like i said you got to just go with the flow and i was so upset because i told Sturgis, I never wanted to do an epidural. I never wanted to do it. And it was that that moment of, if I don't have an epidural, I know I'm going to have a C-section and what an emergency C-section and what is better for me. And it was a decision that I had to make where I didn't want to have to ever make that decision, you know, and I had to get an epidural and I got an epidural at eight and a half centimeters. And I was so thankful I did for many reasons, but I was so disappointed. I started crying because I felt like a failure. Um, And I just remember, you know, listening to the affirmations and listening to the thoughts behind it all and going, you know, you just, you never know what's going to happen with your birth. You just have to go with the flow and just do what. And I knew instinctually it was the best thing for me And what came to find out is her head, every time I had a contraction, it was on my spinal cord. And that that's why I was having such severe pains. So unfortunately, it wasn't that I couldn't handle the pain. It wasn't that I couldn't get through the labor. It was just her positioning was completely off. When I decided to get the epidural, my nurse was so incredible. Her name was Kayla. She sat on her knees on the floor of the hospital because she knew that I needed to walk around and that I need that I needed that for my body, that that was the only way I could work, you know, the baby through the birth canal. And so she sat there on her knees for an hour holding the Bluetooth um, heart monitor and following me with it every time. And I thought, what is going on? I can't do this. I'm only, you know, eight and a half centimeters. I gotta, I, I have to get help because I can't relax. And as soon as I had the epidural, the first thing that I did was I went into transcendental meditation and I went into a full meditation because it was the first time in like 14 hours that I finally was able to just breathe. And I knew I had this like out of body experience and I've never even said this before, but I had this out of body experience of this is the last time I'm ever going to be able to be calm on my own without the responsibility of someone else where I'm always going to have to listen to them to hear if they're awake. Um, And I just went into a full meditation and went to give birth. And why I'm very happy now that I had the epidural, which I never thought I would say in a million years, was I started hemorrhaging after she was born and after I was sewn up. And they couldn't understand why. And they thought that there was possibly a piece of the placenta that was still inside of me. Um, And so, next thing I know, about eight doctors rushed in with um, uh, uh, why am I blanking? With an ultrasound, and they were looking at every part of my stomach, and they were They had, it's so like graphic. So if you are not into birthing, I'll probably give a warning for this. But um, basically like up until like mid, I would say mid arm um, was the doctor's arm up inside of me pulling clots out um, of my body because I just kept clotting. And they thought I'd have to have a blood transfusion and there was no time to numb me. There was no time to give any pain medicine that I was so thankful because I knew if I could get through the birth, that would be one thing, but what they were doing was a complete other thing that I felt even with an epidural. Um, and, you know, and I just was so thankful the whole time I kept thinking, I'm so thankful that I met you, Alicia, and that I was taught hypnobirthing because it put me to go, you know what, right now my focus is I just delivered this baby as terrifying as what's going on right now, I need to not scare her. And so I am just going to stare at her and I'm going to talk to her and I'm going to have calm breathing and we're going to just have this connection moment, this like skin on skin, you know, mom, daughter, first time meeting moment and have a conversation. And it really was so wild because I, I don't remember the first, I think three weeks of, the birth because I was in such a fight or flight mode of trying to be the best mom I possibly could be while, while healing and going through many. I had to have a DNC. I had there were just like a lot of things that happened afterwards. But I just knew in that moment I need to focus and be in the present and be here to make her calm so everything else can be calm around me even if there's chaos. And so that's why I I am so just wanting to shout to the rooftops for people, even if they're not doing birth, hypnobirthing, if they do hypnosis and some sort of breathing technique, it's just, it, is, it, it will it will cure all. It cures all. It, it, you heal yourself.
1: Well, when a baby is on a nerve
0: or your spine
1: on the back, it's really challenging. Yeah. So you did the right thing by getting the epidural and intuitively you knew, that you needed an epidural for what was coming after your baby was born. Right. So hypnobirthing Mm -hmm. is not about medication or no medication. It's there if it's needed. Mm -hmm. And um, no one, in my opinion, gives birth incorrectly. Right. So if a mom needs an induction or an epidural or a cesarean, if it's necessary, the health and well-being of mother and baby always comes first. Right. And so um, in what you did, your intuition kicked in and you knew something wasn't quite right mm-hmm. because you were doing everything, all the techniques, you were doing everything. But something to have that kind of pain, that's when a baby is pushing on a nerve or the spine and um, sometimes laying over the birth wall will move the baby off the back. In my opinion, again, where someone gives birth is up to them, wherever they feel safest and the happiest. So whether it's a birth center, a home birth, a hospital birth, I would say that 95% of the parents um, that are doing hypnobirthing are in the hospital, um... In my current class, two are having a home birth. One's at a birth center. So it's always different. Mm-hmm. So hypno, what I love about it, hypnobirthing, it'll work for home birth, a hospital birth, a birth center birth, combination with a doula, without a doula, um, two mommies, a single mom. It works regardless. It's right. designed to work no matter what. And um, it's not about... Having a medication or not having a medication, mm-hmm. because to have a positive experience and safety of mother and baby is the most important. And so you ended up having a phenomenal birth. Then yep. it got very intense. Then it was taken care of. And then you had a beautiful experience connecting with your daughter mm-hmm. and really focusing on her well being. Because so often mothers will say, "Well, I went through this and this and this," and I'm thinking, "So did the baby." Yeah. So if mom's going through something, so is the baby. Yeah. So the fact that you just saw, made that decision to bring her into a calm, loving environment in your arms and Sturgis's arms is an indication of what a caring, conscious parent you are. Right. And oh, how much thanks. you wanted her to feel safe and happy,
0: right? And that's all. And that's I why wanted. she's that's why she's so happy. That's why she's such a, a calm little one. She's so happy and she's so calm, and it's and it's so true. And and I think that it's so scary, right? Because you're just like, oh my god, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? What is it? But it didn't matter at the time because I just was like, I'm just gonna focus. If I I, I don't want to the pain to get worse. And I know that if it gets worse, when I deliver her and that moment comes where they go, Okay, breathe her out, um, you know, I won't be able to do it. And it will and I will be in so much pain that I won't be able to focus on her, you know. And I just wanted to make sure that she was the happiest that she possibly could be and and how it was. And I have to say it was so um it's this is my like little woo woo like you know spiritual moment for you that I that I shared on Dr. Um, Berlin's podcast when I was talking about my birth story. But the moment before I breathed out, baby, um, the doctor came in who was on call, and she said, "Okay, you know this could take you know maybe two hours, but we're gonna start pushing. You're ten centimeters dilated. You know it's time to go." And I was so lucky, I came in at the right time where they gave me the like VIP, like super fancy room number two or one, I forgot what it was, at Cedars, floor to ceiling windows, gorgeous view of the Hollywood sign and all of the like beautiful homes in the hills. Like it was incredible. And it was evening, it was three in the morning so that like everything was like glistening and beautiful. And um, she goes, okay, well it's time to, to push the baby out. And as she said that, all the electric shades in the hospital room started going up and down, like on their own, and no one was near it. And every nurse, the doc- there were two doctors in the room. They stopped. My mom, all of us, we looked, and we go, oh, my gosh. And the doctor turns to me, and she goes, my dad comes to me through electricity as, as a spirit. And I said, my grandmother and my great aunt, um, they come to me through electricity. And we go, okay, this is so, and everyone was just frozen. And then they go, okay, let's get the baby out. And in three pushes, she came out. She was like one, two, three and up. And I actually have two thoughts. I'm going to tell you about this. The first thought was afterwards in my heart, my mom said to me, and I agreed, she goes, maybe Dr. Goldberg really was with us that whole time. And that was his sign. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a moment where whether that's true or not, it just, it felt like, his energy was there and I felt very protected and safe where I was like, okay, you know what? Like I could cry right now thinking about it because it's just, it was so, it was so beautiful and it was so reassuring. It was this moment of like setting the stage before like the arrival of Lady and it was, it was just, it was beautiful and it was just this touching, really peaceful, calming, you know, lights. It was all beautiful in there and it just felt like, here we go, like, here's the show, like, let's go. We're on Broadway, you know? Um, and then the second thing that I was going to say is the the doctor who delivered lady who was phenomenal, um, and I had never met her before was so funny. She had called, she came in and she said, okay, so, um, I'm so sorry. My boyfriend kept waking me up because my phone was going off and no one could do the night shift and they needed an extra doctor. So let's do this. I have to do a C-section first. So just keep your legs closed because you're really ready to go. And I'm not ready yet. I need to get this other emergency out first. And I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh. So she had come in, but she kept saying, okay, we're going to push, we're going to push, we're going to push because she didn't see the sign that I was a hypnobirthing mom. And for those who do not know this, you don't say, you know, contractions, it's surges and you don't say push, you say breathe down. And it's just kind of a mindset it had been so ingrained in my mind from our course, from talking about it, from listening to the tapes, doing the affirmations, practicing with Sturgis, that it truly didn't matter what the doctor or the nurses said at that point, because I myself knew, okay, now it's time to breathe down. It's now to breathe baby out. You know, and I think that it was just, just, I wanted to say thank you to you for being such an incredible, you know, coach on through all, on through all of it, that it didn't matter if someone came in and didn't know. And she wasn't being disrespectful. She literally was the emergency call and came in and didn't even see the chart. She was just like, I have five minutes to get this baby out, you know? Um, But it was so wonderful how, you know, I, I felt like it was so ingrained in my head that I didn't need anyone to give me any prompts. I knew what to look for and I knew how to, to get it, Get it, you know, get baby out, get baby going, you know. So it was just so wonderful. What
1: most people don't know is that the body is already pushing on its own. Yeah. So moms don't have to do a thing. Less is more. Yeah. The mom, the body, and the baby are doing all the work. So less doing nothing is extremely helpful. Yeah. And just, Loose and limp and relaxed, going into hypnosis or meditation, that's all we need because your body, mother's bodies in labor are already pushing on their own. The muscles are pushing, the baby is assisting. So mother and baby's bodies together are working together for a beautiful birth. The babies know what to
0: do. It was so beautiful. And it was, you know, really touching afterwards in the postpartum um, recovery room. There was, um, you know, after 24 hours, I kind of walked around the, the room like the or the hall one time um, with Sturgis. I was in such incredible pain, like from at, from the bleeding and the stitching and all this that I was like, OK, I, but I need to exercise. They told me I needed to walk around, you know. Um, and I was, unfortunately had to have a Pitocin drip afterwards, um, to get the uterus back up. And it was a lot, it was very, I would say after postpartum was way worse than the birth. That was a, that was a breeze compared to it, but it was really touching. There was a, another couple that was in, in the recovery and we had ran into them walking through the hall, um, doing our steps and she was very upset because um, she had to have an emergency C-section and she had planned to have a birth. And she um, was given, uh, had to be induced. She was given the Pitocin. Then they said, oh, we can't deliver the baby. You're going to have to have an emergency C-section. The heart rate is dropping. Everything that she had said she wasn't going to do and everything that she learned from, you know, her teacher um, you know, of what, what you should be prepared for, you know, kind of went out the window. And she was so, she had this really heavy heart about her and a heavy energy, like she had failed. And I just remember you always saying, you know, own your birth story, own your birth story. It It's unique to who you are and it's what makes it special. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm a hypnobirthing mom too. I was like, mine did not go as expected. I never wanted to do an epidural. In fact, for a whole podcast season, I talked about how I was never going to get an epidural. I was not that mom, all this stuff. And then here I was, I ended up getting an epidural and I was very disappointed in myself, you know, during that moment. Um, But how grateful I was because look at the outcome of what happened. And I said to her, I said, you know, you can't control what happened. You know, you can only put your best foot forward and you have to own it because your baby is here. Your baby is healthy. It's happy and it needs its mom. And you need to get yourself together and just own it because it makes you who you are and it's fabulous. And I was like, and it's, you know, it may, you may have another baby and you can do that one, you know, without the epidural, you know, you can do that one however way. And I, it just was so, it just was a reminder to me that, wow, we've all women, we're here. We are, we both gave birth on the same day and we're both feeling this exact same feeling of kind of this defeat. And I just wanted to be like, you know what? I'm feeling good right now. You're going to feel great next. And then you're going to tell another mom that they need to own their birth story because it's okay. Like we have to all be very empowered about this. Um. So I thank you so much for teaching me that because I truly felt like prepared and, and, no matter what the world threw at me at that moment, I, I knew I was going to be able to get through it and thrive at it because I I was there. My my new role was to be a mom and, and I was going to do it the best that I possibly could. So the whole thing is flexibility. Yeah.
1: So what I tell everyone many times is picture, visualize, imagine the birth that you want once a day for five seconds, 10 seconds, and then let it go. Mm-hmm. We have to be flexible and go with the flow. The babies and the divine have a lot to do with the process. So the more accepting we are, the more relaxed we are, the calmer we are. Like you started to go with the flow mm-hmm. and handle things differently than you expected because you realized now is the time to make some very positive effective decisions. Yep. So um, nothing was done to you. You were able to make educated decisions on what's best for you and your baby. Yeah. And you ended up being just fine. And your baby is precious and in perfect health. And your husband, who was such a great support to you during labor, is the dads get to learn how to assist the moms and put the moms into hypnosis and keep them calm. And what's so beautiful is how Sturgis was massaging you.
0: Well, and and that was the whole. Th- I mean, we look back at the. I I was like laughing about it the other day, looking back at the massage. As he's here, I'm telling, I'm talking about the massage of how you did the crazy eights on me. And you look back at the video, and it's so funny to look at because everyone's like, "What is he doing to her back?" Like I'm wa- as I'm walking and like waddling, you know, with no shirt on. I've got my granny panties on. He's like doing this crazy eight thing on my back but truly it was so it it was able to get me through to the next step like every you know every surge that I went through things like that were able to help and I think that that's what I want to also share with the audience is how incredible it is not only for for me as the mother but how important it was for him that he felt so prepared and that he felt like he could make any decision say for knock on wood, God forbid, I wasn't aware and wasn't able to make a decision. He was able to do it because he felt prepared. It wasn't just for the mom. It wasn't just for the one giving birth. It's also for the other ones there. And we also had my mom read, you know, because my mom acted as my doula and she read the birthing book. And then I had a whole, you know, packet of all the information that we went through. And I kind of taught her about that. I taught her about tapping because we did the tapping exercises as well. And, you know, so it, it's about making it, uh, broadening it, just not just to use the individual, but those are amongst you in the community, you know, in your little community and, and, and going through with it. And it's, it's truly has continued to help me through this moment. Now I have a quick question. Is there any advice that you give moms after they had their baby or parents after they have their baby in regards to Um, hypnosis or you know breathing techniques is there any you know thing that you that pops to your head that you would tell a, a new mom or a new parent continue
1: your hypnosis and meditation if you're a meditator do them both because it's so so rejuvenating calming and helpful for new parents and babies love it yeah so they can meditate on you you can hold them um, and have them feel those wonderful endorphins and T cells and the theta waves and the calm brain waves. So, I would say to get plenty of help. Mm-hmm. Postpartum depression, quite often, is lack of support, lack of sleep, lack of food. So, the more help a new mom gets, the better. food and rest and the house and everything. I, that's one of the most important things that she's getting support. So um, it's not a luxury to have people come and massage you and feed you and take care of you because mom's jobs, new moms are to feed the baby, hold the baby, love the baby, eat, sleep, drink, eat, drink more yeah. because if you're breastfeeding, you need more calories, more yeah. fat, like almonds and avocado and more fluids. Yep. Yeah. So moms need the pressure taken off. And also I would recommend when the time is right and you and your partner feel like, you know what? It'd be nice to go out just the two of us for an hour. Mm -hmm. So sometimes having a couple, a a date Mm -hmm. for just an hour, a short time or whenever parents are ready, it's really nice. And then as the baby's getting older to maybe, every couple of weeks to have a date night and for you to have things that replenish your energy and your, your um, well-being. Absolutely. So the more things that are assisting in the healing, the better mother you can be, the happier child is, the happier your relationship is. So with the parents, so calm parents, calm baby happy baby, happy parents. So the calmer we are, the calmer baby is, and that's putting out the foundation for your child for the rest of her life. Right, right. So the way you were during your pregnancy, the positive energy, and how supportive you are, and um, your husband, very, very involved, that creates a very stable, happy child. Mm -hmm. So as she's growing, the techniques that you've learned, plus being meditators and using hypnosis, that can be passed on to your daughter. So as I shared earlier, my first child would love me to meditate and say, mommy, meditate and sit on my lap while I was meditating. Yeah, that's so so sweet. um, Continue doing your hypnosis. Um, I had a phone call from a dad a couple years ago who said, it's two years after their baby was born. He said, I'm still listening to the rainbow relaxation birthing track.
0: Oh, I love the rainbow relaxation.
1: And so this is a dad. And he said, is it okay that I'm still listening to it? I said, absolutely. And then he said, well, maybe I should do a hypnosis session for myself that's recorded so I can listen to something that's not about birthing. <laughs> so we did, but I loved that for two years did it. after the birth. And a lot of moms and dads will continue to listen to their birthing tracks. Right. Um, I was doula for a mom that was also a doula. And um, she loved... The peace sanctuary which is one of the birthing traps and she was listening to that um for a couple of years before she got pregnant the second time so when she was pregnant the next time and i was her doula i asked her what things she liked the most what worked best for her and she said the peace sanctuary so i started to listen to that again and loving it so what's so nice about the birthing traps they work throughout the pregnancy they work throughout labor They can be used indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, they can. And and I love when a mom will do a private, a one-on-one session so I can do a recording Mm -hmm. specifically just for her. And sometimes it's for the dad. Sometimes a dad will call and will say, you know, I'm going to be a dad now. I want to quit smoking or drinking or whatever. Um, Or I just want to be a calmer human being so I can be a better dad. So and then sometimes I'll work with couples as well. So again, the more prepared parents are, the calmer they are, the happier everybody is, and the smoother things go. Oh. So my theory is calm dad or partner, calm mom,
0: calm baby, calm birth. And it's so true. I mean, we are we're so lucky. I mean she was colicky for a little bit, but that has nothing to do with, with, you know, the attitude of how we were, you know, and it was something that it's like, okay, we're going to have to get through this. Let's figure out what the problem is. Where, where, why where's the acid reflux coming from and why, what needs to change? You know, it was like one of those situations, but over and above all, we we're so blessed. She's such a happy baby and she's just loved and calm and you know, she meditates with Sturgis and does the transcendental meditation and sits on his lap um, and they do a dip, deep hypnosis together. And, you know, she and I do our own, you know, our dancing. That is my hypnosis. With her. <laughs> and Aww. they're like, you know, yeah. But I mean, it's really, it's true. and And, you know, because when I had, I would say for the first month postpartum, it was very difficult for me. I was in and out of, I had to go to the hospital after 10 days postpartum. I had to then go in three weeks and get a DNC, and I wasn't able to hold her for more than ten minutes at a time um, because I was getting so lightheaded because I had lost so much blood and I was continually losing blood. So for me, it was so important that she was getting as much love and a much you know calm and stillness as possible because when she went down, you know, it was it was really hard for me. I would just start crying, and I and I knew that I would didn't have. Um, I was so prepared for postpartum depression that I was expecting it. And, you know, it still has not hit, which they say it can hit after you finish breastfeeding, you know? Uh, but as of, as of now in this moment, I have not had it, but I was so drained because I, every, I, I was physically like just failing inside and was trying as much as I possibly could to keep the positive going and not have her see that. Um, and not have her think that because I gave birth and because I was taking care of her, I, you know, wasn't the best that I possibly could be. Um, And, but it was scary and it was really hard because I was, I was nervous, uh, you know, every single day being like, when am I going to get better? You know, because every day it was so painful just to even use the restroom, you know? And I was like, when is this going to go away?
1: Here's what I'm thinking. Um, If a mom says to herself over and over, my body's healing twice as fast, twice as fast. That's the new mantra after giving birth. I love that. So my body's healing twice as fast, twice as fast. Oh, I love and that. And it can also be, yes. So start um, using that, even though you're healed, if there's anything still not quite right.
0: I'm not 100% healed yet. So that is something that, you know, I, I, I am going to say my body is healing twice as fast, twice as fast. I, I think that's great. I want every mom and dad and, and human to say that because it's the power of using your power of using your voice, you know, the power of using your voice and, and mind over matter.
1: Your iron stores are being completed and um your your hormones are all balanced and everything is back to normal and healthy. So again, after giving birth, because you carried the baby for nine months, then you birthed a baby. And now you're breastfeeding your baby, so your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks. So it's very important that you are extremely well taken care of. And um, when was the last time you had a massage?
0: You know, I had a massage because I did belly binding, and I'm so excited because I'm going to be talking about that on the podcast. I did belly binding, and I did. Um, I ate my placenta. It was delicious. Great. It was in a capsule. I would do the womb massaging and the full body massage. Um, with with the woman who does the the placenta encapsulation and and that so I did it about a month and a half ago or and I'm planning on getting another one very soon but I was I'm telling you the the healing of the massage just having someone work the blood flow of my whole body it, it was magic you worked with Aaron Diggs yes right? yes yeah yeah
1: so um, again very important so many women get major benefits from ingesting their placenta because oh. uh, if there was any blood loss, it helps that. Any hair loss,
0: it helps yeah. that. And I swear, I think that it helps with your postpartum depression. Absolutely. I, I truly, I I truly believe that. I truly believe that it helped with my postpartum depression at that moment because I had so much blood loss. I, I was so depleted and I had no nutrients. And between that, and then I had a, another amazing company that I just want to give a shout out to that I, I, I met in my postpartum journey, it's called Anya, and they do um, postnatal supplements and omegas and really just like recovery tonics and all of these things really, I just, you have to nurture your soul and your your body and with soups and you're right, the warm and it's just. Anyways, I could go on for days about about the recovery. Yes,
1: so. warm foods are very important after giving birth. Warm
0: foods, needed foods. Oh my gosh, Alicia, this has been such a treat. I'm going to ask you my final question that I ask everyone on the podcast. What is your
1: emotional support? I'm a Kundalini yogi. So I love my yoga classes. I'm a yoga teacher, but I'm not teaching right now. So I'm passionate about doing yoga. So I never miss my Kundalini classes. Um, meditation, hypnosis, um spending a lot of time with my family. Yeah. I'm extremely close with my family, with my daughters and my son-in-laws and my grandsons, my grandkids. Last week, um, uh, my older grandson and his girlfriend um took me to dinner at Follow Your Heart. Oh my gosh, he cute! Picked up, he picked up the tab. My grandson picked up the tab. Oh my that god. So
0: lovely. I know. Oh my gosh, that's so I sweet. I know family is the most important, right? I mean, it really puts everything into perspective and on just life and everything that's going on around. The, just the importance of of getting your support from friends your friends, family. and family. Yeah, friends chosen family. And family. Yeah, chosen family. I love that. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you, Alicia.